0: Welcome to another episode of our Smart Money Podcast series presented by Golf and Fraser, a credit union that helps power your possible. Today, we're shedding some light on a topic that is not always fun to talk about, but continues to be an important part of the conversation. We're talking about four common types of fraud and ways that you can protect yourself from falling prey to a bad actor. My name is Akram, and I'm an assistant branch manager at Golf and Fraser. Joining me today is fellow fraud awareness advocate and one of the branch managers at Golf & Fraser, Katrina Bruckelman. Katrina is no stranger to our Golf & Fraser members. She has spent the better part of 12 years serving our members and communities. I've known Katrina for 10 of those years, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Thank you for the introduction, Akram. I just realized for our listeners, we should clarify what bad acting has to do with fraud.
0: Good idea, Katrina. A bad actor is an industry term used to describe an individual who routinely initiates internet fraud and cybersecurity threats.
1: Thanks, Akram.
0: Let's get to know you a little bit. What do you love, and maybe what do you find challenging about your work?
1: I love helping our members meet their financial goals, and working with an ever-growing and developing team eager to provide our membership with great service to help them achieve their financial goals. I find it challenging that our members are a target of fraud, and it's difficult when someone you care about experiences fraud. Sadly, we see and hear about these experiences almost every day. When you experience fraud, you may also experience a loss of trust, feelings of being violated, and even increased fears and anxieties. It's not fair, and I would say that the most frustrating part is that becoming a victim of fraud is that in most cases it's preventable. How about you, Akram? What do you enjoy most about your job?
0: What I enjoy most is providing guidance and reassurance to our members when they experience big life changes, like a child getting married or purchasing their first home. Sometimes these things can also be challenging, like experiencing fraud. We know what to do and how to help. Seven or eight years ago, Katrina, I think you'd agree with me that the most common type we saw was fraud with checks. That's not the case anymore. I'm curious, how do you stay up to date on common types of fraud?
1: That's a great question. Outside of work, I read the latest news on different types of fraud that's happening. I pay close attention to the various types of fraud because it's a real concern for me and our members. In my role, it's part of my responsibility to know and understand the various types of fraud and how to prevent and identify fraudulent activities.
0: And for our audience, to share a bit about what we do here, as part of our annual training programs, both Katrina and I and all employees are educated on common fraud trends and schemes, and have adopted best practices and procedures in our day-to-day work to be able to quickly identify the red flags that may come up. At Golf & Fraser, we have the support of an entire team of people who are dedicated to fraud prevention. This team is responsible for monitoring on a continuous basis across the whole organization, as well as researching, understanding, and educating our teams on the topic. Okay, Katrina, another one for you. What can you share about identity theft and website spoofing?
1: Identity theft or identity fraud are both broad terms used to refer to all types of crime in which someone wrongfully obtains and uses another person's personal information, like their name or credit card number, without permission to commit fraud or other crimes. The best way to protect yourself from identity theft or fraud is to safeguard your personal information. You can do it with these five simple steps. Number one, use strong and different passwords to log into various platforms, especially those you use for your financial institutions and secure sites. And use 2SV authentication when given the opportunity. Number two, set up an antivirus or malware on all your devices. Number three, bookmark your frequently used websites. Number four, set up security alerts on your mobile device. And number five, there are programs you can have installed that alert you to using safe sites in Google and other browsers. In addition, our team strongly recommends practicing heightened awareness when browsing the Internet. This means paying attention to pop-ups that occur on your device. Do not take any action or make a phone call, even if the pop-up threatens security risk. In these cases, our advice would be to shut down your computer and get advice from a trusted computer maintenance retailer. Another common way bad actors try to get personal information from you is through self-serve buy-and-sell platforms like Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, or Craigslist. Be aware of people trying to convince you to send a deposit on an item's site unseen. This is not a common practice and a typical red flag of scams on these platforms. Make sure you physically see the item before sending any e-transfers or giving cash. If you send an e-transfer and realize it didn't feel right, If you catch it quick enough, there is a feature on your online banking to cancel pending e-transfers. And remember, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. Other good heightened awareness behaviors to start practicing is to slow down. Do not become reactive or respond to fear-based tactics. Take your time to review all pieces of information provided. And always trust your gut. If something doesn't look or feel right, in most cases, it isn't. As it relates to your day-to-day banking with Golf and Fraser, if you ever have any doubts or suspicions, please call our Member Hub and speak to a trusted advisor for guidance.
0: Yeah, I recently set up alerts for my e-transfers and find it super helpful. For our audience, that means I receive a text message every time I send an e-transfer. It's just a simple thing, but it gives me peace of mind knowing that if someone else ever sends one, I'll know about it right away and can take action. Katrina, when you were talking earlier about ways to safeguard your personal information, you mentioned 2SV authentication. Can you tell us a bit more about what that is?
1: Great question, Akram. Thank you. It's not a common phrase, but it is a very common method that many financial institutions use to validate your identity. 2SV authentication is an abbreviation for two-step verification authentication. A bit of a mouthful. It's the practice of two sequential verification steps to access your personal information. We have applied this method at Golf and Fraser. For example, when logging into online banking or using the Golf and Fraser app, the first step is to enter your username and personal access code. You are then prompted to enter a verification code that you would have received via text or email. This adds an additional layer of security to prevent anyone else from trying to access your online banking.
0: Exactly. One of the many reasons financial institutions started to use the two-step verification authentication is because of website spoofing. One of the common types of fraud we are talking about today. Before I get into website spoofing, I also want to mention the biometrics feature in online banking. Our Golf and Fraser app has a feature where instead of a personal access code, members can set up fingerprint or face ID, which is both secure and convenient. I know our in-branch staff would be happy to help any members set this up. Alright, so as mentioned, there is something called website spoofing. This is when cybercriminals or bad actors mislead website visitors by creating a fake version of a well-known and familiar website. These bad actors can be creative, so it's important that we are implementing the five security tips Katrina shared to ensure that our security systems are in place to help protect our members.
1: Very true. We can have cybersecurity and systems in place to help protect our members, but at the end of the day, we all have the responsibility to protect ourselves from fraud. Okay, listeners, grab a pen and paper and jot down these three simple things you can do to protect yourself from website spoofing. Number one, bookmark golfandfraser.com. or even better, download and use the Golf and Fraser app. By doing so, you significantly reduce the risk of being misled to use a fake website. Number two, monitor your accounts with alerts. Receive alerts by text or email for activities like new payee added to bill payments or new Interact e-transfer contact added or online account login. Number three, be fraud aware. If something doesn't quite feel or look right, it probably isn't. If you sense anything suspicious, contact our member hub immediately at 604-419-8888.
0: Okay, the next common type of fraud that people can be vulnerable to is romance fraud. The intent with this one is for bad actors to leverage the victim's emotions as a tool to get personal information or cash. Katrina, do you want to take this one?
1: Yes, absolutely. It is sad and unfortunately falls under our list of the most common types of fraud. I've done some research in an article published in February 2023 By CTV News, Toronto, it was reported that 1,056 Canadian victims lost 59 million in 2022. Further to this, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre estimates that only 5-10% to of romance scams are reported because victims feel embarrassed or ashamed, therefore estimating that the number of victims and amounts lost is far greater. In these romance scams, the bad actor will engage with victims by using fake profiles on social media and dating websites. The bad actor will wait until they have made an emotional connection with the victim before making a request for the money. This can take months of texting, emailing, or talking, but most likely not ever seeing the person in real life. They'll often add a sense of urgency to the request by pretending there has been some type of family emergency. They may also ask the victim for money for travel, to join a business venture, or to invest in cryptocurrency.
0: Wow, Katrina. Those statistics are hard to hear. And yes, after months of texting, I can see how people can be easily manipulated. I have a story of a guy who met someone online, and she lived in another province. They connected for weeks, and she was going to be moving back to B.C., or so the story went. The catch was she needed to settle something first and it was going to cost thousands of dollars in legal fees. Eventually, the ask came in and the guy was happy to send his money to who he thought was his girlfriend. Katrina, what are some red flags that people should be aware of or look out for if they suspect something is off with the person they're involved with?
1: Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre suggests looking out for these red flags. The bad actor may profess their love for you without meeting them in person. They may move quickly to a private or different mode of communication, like email, text, or WhatsApp. They will always have an excuse not to meet in person, and they'll write poorly or oddly written messages, or may even address you by the wrong name. They might claim to live close to you, but are working overseas. They may act distressed or angry to guilt you into sending money. And they may also discourage you from discussing them or their situation with your friends and family.
0: Thanks, Katrina. Although there are many more types of scams, we are just going to discuss one more, and that is employment or job scams. This one's on the rise in Canada.
1: That's right. In fact, in August of this year, the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre issued an alert that they're seeing an increase in employment or job frauds. The way this fraud works is that bad actors will offer victims opportunities that seem legitimate. They might even use the name of a legitimate company. The bad actors will directly target people who have posted their resume online and offer different positions like caregiver, data entry clerk, quality control officer, or even online marketing opportunities to boost products.
0: I can see how people who are looking for jobs might see these as a quick and easy way to make some money.
1: Exactly. Unfortunately, we both have experience in this area. I recently heard of an individual who, when looking for a side job online, took an offer to display an advertisement in his car during his daily commute. The individual raised his concerns when they sent him his first paycheck before he even started the job and needed some of the funds back via e-transfer. It was confirmed that he was dealing with some bad actors, and with support, the individual was able to remove himself from the situation and avoid any financial loss. Another story that reminds us of the importance to practice heightened fraud awareness and consider that if it's too good to be true, then it probably is.
0: Now... It is common for an employer to need your personal information, your social insurance number for taxes, and even your bank account information. So, before providing any of this, we can't stress enough how important it is to practice due diligence. What are some of the red flags to look out for with this type of fraud?
1: Number one, do your research, and always verify the organization you're dealing with is legitimate before you take any other action. And number two, don't give out your personal information. Number three, if you're confident and you've done your due diligence, let the money sit in your account for at least five to ten days before spending or making a withdrawal. If there's an issue with the payment, it's likely going to happen in the first three or four business days, and you won't be on the hook for it.
0: You shared a lot of great information with us today. I've learned a lot and hope our listeners have too. Golf and Fraser has a lot of great resources available to help you identify and protect yourself from fraud. All this and more can be found by visiting golfandfraser.com. Thank you to my co-host for sharing your time and knowledge around this important issue. I hope we get to this again.
1: And thank you Akram for having me. It's been great. I look forward to more great conversations in the future. As a final point, I want to highlight the information I've mentioned shouldn't be taken as financial advice, as every case is different. For that, you should speak with one of Gulf and Fraser's financial experts so they can go in-depth about your financial situation and offer an accurate plan or solution.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. If you have questions or ideas for our next podcast, you can contact us via email at inquiry at or call our member hub at 604-419-8888. Ready to learn more? Visit us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can get great tips on everything from investing to business insurance and more. We'll be back soon, helping you work towards your financial well-being with another Smart Money Podcast. Golf and Fraser is a trade name of Beam Credit Union.